Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I love her. She has two podcasts now, and she does a Revolver podcast now, and their first guest was Doyle from The Misfits. Really? Yep. I need to check out her. I haven't listened to any of her podcasts. I haven't really listened to many. She has this music one for Revolver, and then I think she's one with her girlfriend. They just talk about sex. Yeah, that's the one I should listen to. (laughs) Yes. And the girl's super hot, too. She's like, we just podcast. I was like, I'll check it out. (laughs) It's audio only, though? It's audio only, sadly. (laughs) Even better. Yeah, maybe. Leave with lots of the imagination. Yeah. You can sit there and Google photos, you know, while you're listening. <laughs> All right, let's start. This like in. everybody does for our podcast. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> That's it. Where I am, dude. I'm leaving this in. This oh is the intro. So, <laughs> so creepy. Brad and I just. Nobody's surprised. Yeah, I guess that's us, true. Jonah. That's true. How's it going? I'm here with Brad, Good. as I'm you busy. can see. Brad's super busy, but found some time to come out to his intro. Yeah, that's all I can do now is intros. Well, we're happy to have you. Um, what's been going on, dude? How's your life? I feel like we have a couple people that are constantly asking about Brad. When is Brad going to get his own episode? <laughs> Chris from Let's Chat Podcast has had me and Steven on. Those are coming out really soon. And he keeps being like, I want to get Brad so bad. Yeah, he's email. I need to, I should respond. You should do it. All right, I'll, I'll do it. I just, I need to do this. I need to do one here first, though. Yeah, you do need to do one here. <laughs> should we do it right now? No. <laughs> We'll do it. We'll set it up. Okay. Get a few we'll beers in me so I actually tell the real stories. Perfect. Or a good lie, lie approximation. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm busy, man. I'm fucking building Rubber Tracks Boston. Yeah. How's so, that going? It's awesome. It's going to be a great studio. It's going to be like this one, but it's going to be nice. It's going to be it's going to be cool. So <laughs> New England bands will be able to 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 get there easily. Is there an ETA from when when that's happening? July first. Oh, wow, soon. That's when we'll start. Yeah, and bands will start. So bands can just, once that... You can apply ha- now, man. You can apply now. So what, yeah, go to Converse slash Rubber Tracks. Converse.com like slash Rubber Tracks. Yeah, apply. If you're in Boston, yeah, well, why would you not do it? Or Providence. Or Providence. Or uh, Portland, maybe. Yeah. Or um, Western Mass. But you're not, you're, you're going to stick around here, right? Yeah. I'm going to go up and do some setup stuff. Cool. So... Um, Speaking of Boston, um, I'm playing a gig there. Hey. Um, I don't know when this is coming out. What venue? We're playing downstairs, Middle East. Nice. We played. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's it's, that's the place, dude. It's pretty good. We played there with Circle Takes a Square and B. Dolan. And then last time we were in Boston, we played Great Scott, which was cool. But now we're coming back with um, Modern Life is War. So, And I think that got announced today. What's so, the date? Yeah. That is June 5th. So you have to do me a favor. Sure. Go upstairs and eat and tell me if they still have the the garlic. Uh, did I tell you about you this? You told stuff? me about this last time. And last time we had Adam Vass from La Dispute came and he wanted to go to some he didn't vegan, know what I was vegan cafe about, and we ended up not eating there. But they had this like garlic foam is the only way I can describe it. Okay. It's so amazing. Dude, you're going to be up in Boston all the time. That's true. I can go. <laughs> but I'll ask. I'll ask. I'm, I'm going to be in the building. I can ask. Hey, wait, June 6th? June June 5th. 5th? Yeah. Is that a Friday? It's a oh, Friday. Fuck. I fly out that morning. Really? Or well, that afternoon. good news, because we're playing Webster Hall, Marlin Room, June 6th. <laughs> and All then right. Same lineup, and then June 7th at Union Transfer in Philly. Sweet. So, yeah, that should be really fun, so we're just kind of getting ready for that. Um, we're going to have some, maybe some special guests, maybe some, some, some different stuff happening for these shows. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Nice. But enough about you and me. But enough about you and me. <laughs> oh my God, I can't talk today. Uh, yes, today on the podcast we have a guy named John Paul Pitts who is, um, you may know from his band Surfer Blood. And uh, I, I'd, unlike most of the guests on the podcast, I didn't know him personally, but me and Steven were a fan of his band and he was in town to impress. So we thought, why not have him come by? Hey. 
Um, and yeah, Surfer Blood has a new record that just came out called A Thousand Palms. It's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I didn't know that much about him. He grew up in Florida. And we just kind of talked about his life and his approach to music. And uh, yeah, he was a super interesting dude. So should we get into it? Should we? I, why not, right? Drop that needle, man. We're dropping the needle on John Paul Pitts on Going Off Track. Enjoy. Hey, we're here with John Paul Pitts from Surfer Blood. How's it going? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Thank you for taking the time to swing in and hang with us. Yeah, you have a you have a nice space here. A beautiful music studio. It took us a long time to build it and put it together. And wait a minute, me and Stephen basically just squat here. But (laughs) but Brad, who's just in here, he runs the studio and he kind of lets us. Hmm. Does all the logistical stuff. We're known as the luckiest podcast ever. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, you guys can work on building a half pipe out there in that other room, maybe. That would be so rad. <laughs> For those of you who have never been to Rubber Tracks, please come check it out. It's so damn awesome. You've actually, Joan has actually recorded here. Yeah, oh, yeah? Yeah, in that, in that room. Actually, in this room and in that room. I've recorded in every room here, but yeah, my band nice. just recorded in the big room. It's pretty cool. Oh, what's the, what's the name of your band? It's called United Nations. Cool. It's like a They're screamo. Exceptional. Nice. No song over a minute. No yeah. ballads. This, this is not about me, guys. It should be about This you. is about you, John Paul. <laughs> uh, so you're in town for a couple of days? Uh, yeah, I just, just came up here I'm, okay. uh, to talk to you guys. Nice. See what's going on. No. <laughs> <laughs> where, where are you kind of based out of now? Um, I moved to, to Los Angeles like a year and three months ago. Okay. Um, you know, I spent 26 years in Florida and, you know, pretty much done that for, you know, wanted to try something new. Um, but you had to have palm trees. Yeah, had to have hot weather palm trees and had to drive everywhere all but, the time. But water Whether optional. Like what, uh, water yeah. optional. Well, we, we we still have water. People just fight over it now. It's very contentious. <laughs> what uh, being on the East Coast, like I, you hear stuff about. I mean, is it what's like the day to day water thing? Like, like, do you have to? What do you? How do you fight over it? Like, what do you mean exactly? Uh, well, actually, I mean, I was just kidding. No, really, I, I, knew, I knew you were kidding. <laughs> but like, is there like how does the drought kind of affect? people personally i mean me mostly i'm i'm pretty good i never take showers so i'm i feel like i'm really doing my part nice um but you know if you turn on if you turn on the radio um you you hear people talking about how how dire it is and um you know you drive by you know the the iconic la river and it's you know looks like a like an la puddle um (laughs) these days so I mean, it is it is really serious, and they do grow a lot of food there. So I think right. those people are having a hard time. People are now blaming the almonds. Really? Yeah, it's true. Like like most of the almonds of the world come from California, but they use more water than the population. I mean, the farms in general use. I think I read somewhere, and this might be wrong, so please don't jump on me if it is that L.A. and San Francisco use about a quarter of the water that the farmers use. Or Completely something. wrong. Yeah, so I'm, wrong. <laughs> way way off. But, <laughs> Knew that when you said it. <laughs> yeah. But, where where in L.A. did you move to? Uh, I have a I have a place in Silver Lake with like an, a living area upstairs and uh, like a sort of studio space. It's basically a concrete room that I made into a studio space. Smart. And you know, recorded a whole record there, so it's you know it's working out pretty well. Um, yeah. What's like as in as in recorded your band? You produced it, did the whole thing? Yeah, everything but the drums. The drums pre- sound pretty awful down there, but you know you don't need to have a you need to have a nice studio to point a microphone at a guitar amp you know Dude, i i agree 100 percent for guitars and vocals but i feel like yeah you still kind of need it for drums yeah it just sounds like a, it sounds like a concrete room in there when you record drums so did so. you go did you go somewhere else to do did you do the drums somewhere else first yeah some of the guys are, are still in west palm our okay. hometown um and you know studio time there is really you know you can you can block out some time you can it's affordable uh yeah so we recorded you know in this like this really nice studio that no one knows about that's, you know, five miles from my parents' house and pretty much took those tracks and I took it, you know, back to our drummer's parents' house and eventually back to L.A. to record all the vocals. So it was recorded kind of all over the place. So when people say, you know, it sounds like a band in the room, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sure. Welcome to technology. What's that like as a band after you've been in a band for a while? You know, you kind of start out young and then all of a sudden... This is your gig. This is your job. Uh, we're going to move apart. We're going to live like a, a countrywide apart. Do you think that affects the dynamic or helps it? Uh, you know, we definitely see enough of each other. 
And after being in the band for, you know, that, when I moved, it had been four years. It's five years now that we've all been playing together. And the drummer and me even longer than that. Um, you know, I've, we definitely know each other inside and out. Each other's, like, musical sensibilities. We, we all write together. We're all in the same place when we write stuff. But um, we got really good at responding to our emails. We were terrible about <laughs> it for years. And now we're all on it. We're all on Dropbox, sending files back and forth. Uh, you know, we... we we, we we make it work and we still tour a lot so i think there isn't there sort of an element to like when you're together you're like okay we have to get shit done yes absolutely yeah we're um yeah we i mean it sounds like kind of lame but we are taking it seriously at this point <laughs> instead of just being like look at us like people like our band who would have thunk you know yeah <laughs> but yeah i think for i think it took a while because we basically went from community college students in florida to you know touring everywhere and it was it was wild it took us took us a while to settle in i think florida is such a crazy state to me yeah (laughs) to to me too yeah i mean i've spent a lot of time in gainesville and Mm -hmm. then some other areas but i mean what 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 do you think the deal is with florida i mean like why do you you, because i i know this is a very vague question but Mm -hmm. what do you think makes it so kind of different from the rest of the country because i feel like it really is uh well you know it's like five different states in one right you know you can you know like miami is its own thing and then you know gainesville has cool stuff going on it has you know for years uh for me growing up you know in south florida um we were the i think we were like some of the only people trying to to make the type of music we were making you know um you know there's a lot of there's a lot of reggae bands there's a lot of djs and stuff like that so it felt really like you know like, I want to make this music, and I want people to, to listen to it. I want people to be, you know, to be like, what is this? Where did this come from? Sort of thing, you know? Um, and no one really noticed us until we started touring, honestly, you know? Like, we played a bunch of local shows, and in a way, I'm grateful, because we got all the, you know, the really shitty shows out of our system pretty right. early on. Sorry, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. It's compulsory. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we started touring, and then that's kind of when things started picking up for us you know was there like a turning point or something because i yeah that's my whole question yeah yeah no (laughs) sorry i feel like crazy today (laughs) um yeah i know there was there was a point when when it went from like oh no one knows who we are like oh wow people are coming to our shows for sure uh i think it's because we burned a lot of cds um we just took a laptop with us and we put a lot of cdrs in our in the the cd drive and hand out to people on the street just indiscriminately anyone who wanted one doesn't matter i feel like a lot of bands do that and yeah nothing ends up happening with them we were (laughs) we were that band okay and you know um you know and that's why our record was online four months before it came out but you know i didn't i didn't care (laughs) i was like yeah i'm glad people want it so much that they will go and they will search for it and find it but was there a, spe- a specific band you were touring with that you think that like helped you guys break, or was this just you guys plotting your own course? Honestly, we came up here. We came to we played some shows in in Brooklyn, and you know the whole music machine up here sort of just sort of swarmed in, um, uh, swooped in, and that's kind of how. I mean, that's kind of how it happened. You know, just playing in front of people here. I mean, and that's crazy because we were so bad we were just, we just did not we could barely i mean you know we might as well have been in like four different rooms um <laughs> all the amps up to 10 we might as well have been in four different bands and just, just met for the first time like you know how are you doing we're gonna play the show that's very appealing to brooklyn well, it's so weird because i feel like so much time too there's like bands that are really big in brooklyn and then you're like no one anywhere else cares about these bands like they seem so huge here do you feel that way yeah yeah dude I, i'm reading like the the mark ramon uh, biography right now and th- there's that like this is like the 70s where they're like opening for black sabbath with the thing is a big deal but like no one's not no one's caring people are throwing stuff at them but they go to new york and la and berlin they're like gods right you know? oh it still happens i mean the support tour can be brutal you know mm-hmm. um have you guys been on any support tours where people threw a lot of stuff at you no i've never been thrown at but i've definitely felt like i was an obstacle to people having a good time you yeah. know <laughs> definitely been up there i'm like <laughs> You know, they get there. They they get there super early. They're in the front row, and I'm just in their way. I'm just thirty minutes of their life that they can't get back. That they're 
watching like this weird guy play these okay songs, you know, in their opinion. Um, and this was in Europe too. So the European crowd is like sometimes a little bit more, they'll let you know they, they don't like it. Yeah. We talked about this. And it was snowing and it was, you know. This comes awesome. up all the time, yeah, where people are like, dude, like, it's not like they're going to be like, get off stage and be like, okay, like, and now I'm going to bring out the headliner. It's like, you're up there for a certain amount of time, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of times the headliner kind of wanted you to be there. So <laughs> if you're a fan of theirs, maybe give it a chance. I don't know. Or show up later. That's kind of what I do. I don't want to see the opening yeah. band. Yeah. Also, yeah, <laughs> just show up later. But, you know, yeah. people, people, people don't really think about that when they're you know, in their concert going experience sometimes. See, I'm selfish. I'd rather go see, I usually want to see the opening band then I just get the hell out of there. Yeah. Unless <laughs> <laughs> you your home by 11. I, I've been doing this like really hypocritical move where I'll, uh, if I don't go to a show, I'll just be like, I'll find it online and then I'll watch it online. But if I'm at a show and someone's taping, I'm like, oh, this is so annoying. <laughs> I'll totally watch that video later. And be yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like as I'm do as I'm like judging the person, I'm like I'll probably watch this later. I like to go up to them while they're taping and go, "Hey, what's your what's your YouTube name? Because I want to <laughs> subscribe to this. Cool. What do you, how do you? And then just keep talking while they're taping. Yeah. Do you think he's really playing that lead well? That's good, right? How, can I see your headphones? Because <laughs> it used to be a fight. You would have to walk around, find some kid pointing his finger at the speakers. You're like, dude, give me the mic. But now it's just accepted. Bootlegging is everywhere. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's why you know, I never announce that it's a new song when the first time we ever play it because I'm like, nope, because I do not want the first YouTube v- videos that pop up to be us butchering this new song. You know. And there's a statement that your 12 year old self would go, "What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> is it? Are you are you apprehensive to play new stuff before it's released just because of that reason? Maybe. Uh, you know, um, I don't really worry about it. Um. You know, we have YouTube videos that have a lot of views, and some of our YouTube videos have, like, nine views, too. Like, and it's just, like, a, lo- a venue where everything's really loud and lights are flashing, and, you know, that's cool. I don't mind. How uh, does that work with YouTube, though? This might be a question for no one in the room. But it's, <laughs> it's that, you know, if I put up a video of a song that's brand new for you, and it takes off, and it gets, like, you know, what is it, the 20,000 view mark, and then that's when YouTube starts sending money over. It's your oh, wow. song. I took it. So I'm guessing here. I'm guesstimating here. Um, it's your song, but I put it up there, so it's like my subscriber thing. Like, if I got paid for putting up a video of your song, like, what's the liability there? Like, I this is like all this, these new legal things that the internet has. Oh man, you'd changed. have to get a, a lawyer to answer that question. Yes. Uh, I don't know. One in here. Were you were you studying law in community college? You know no, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Palm Beach Community College Law School. Yeah, okay. Let's break it down. Dude, that's exactly the lawyer I want. Yeah. Where'd you go? Yale, Harvard? Nah. Nova in Virginia? Yeah, man. Give me that shit. What, uh, what were you studying when you were in college? Uh, well, I was studying um, education for a while. Then I made the mistake of trying to study music. Okay. Um, yes. Specifically, you know, um, recording. And it just seemed sort of, you know could probably learn this stuff from watching youtube videos and it was you know it was, it was tough seeing kids in there like not enjoying it or like complaining about having to like do projects with it i'm like oh well I should probably just go record my band instead and that's kind of the decision i made so I, yeah i had the same well steven was a substitute teacher mm-hmm. and i went to school for recording too and like halfway through it i was like most of these bands like i hate and i don't want to just be in a room listening to them all day like, I felt like I didn't have that thing where, like, let's make the best of it. I was like, ugh, this is like a jam band. Get me out of here. Yeah, well, Servalot's kind of a jam band, too. Mm, <laughs> not like an Ithaca, New York jam band. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you make a set list? Uh, yeah, we do. Then so you're not a, we're jam not a jam band. band. <laughs> 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 Which, by the way, as I say all the time, means Fugazi is a jam band. Yes. And, and I think they would agree to it. I don't know. I think they would be honored <laughs> if you if you said that. <laughs> we'll let you know when we get them in here. Um Steven. Yes, Jenna. Do you ever miss teaching? Uh, sometimes. I miss kids, but I would always hit that wall of, wow, this administrative thing seems to get in the way of children actually learning something. Yeah. And that was always the bummer I found, which is uh-huh. interesting with music. You said you were studying at school. We had um, uh, Pete, a.k.a. JR from Less Than Jake in here, who went to Berkeley School of Music, where Jonah went for a little bit. Did he? I've seen Less Than Jake live a few times, actually, yeah. being from Florida. It's inevitable. Yeah, especially yeah. <laughs> games. But yeah, then they're good good goods good friends and they and he went all the way through but he said that when you go to that 
school, the teachers say, look to your left, look to your right. They won't be here when you graduate. Because you get to a point in music, you're like, I'm going to head out and do it myself. You know? Yeah. Did you graduate or did you guys meet in school and just start doing the band? I dropped out of school. Um, you know, I we went on one tour. Um, and this is before I'd even played a show outside of Florida. You know, Gainesville, Tallahassee is like as far as I'd ever gone. And we just went up to, you know, like Athens, which, you know, is a great town in Atlanta. Totally. And back, and I went home, and I was like, I'm not coming back for the fall term. Um, I'm just going to do this. Um, you know, our, our guitarist, Tom, when I met him, it never occurred to me to really, you know, tour anything. But I feel like during the age of MySpace, I don't know if you guys remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, you know, that was as good as music on the internet ever got, you know? We both used to work for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I actually still work for them. I did... <laughs> I mean, they're they're still around. I shouldn't say, you know. No, 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 no it's fine. They just hired me to interview. This will be out by the time. Uh, and just interview the plain white tees for MySpace. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah, good for those guys. Um, yeah, but yeah, MySpace still sort of does stuff, but definitely is. But it's interesting. The dude from the plain white tees was like, we got big because of MySpace. Mm-hmm. Like Tom saw us at Warp Tour, and Tom was there. Tom was yeah. there. Uh, saw them. Saw them at that's Warp on my bucket Tour. list. Meet Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I guess put them on the main page, and then all these people made it like their profile song when you clicked on their profile. That song, Hey There, Delilah, and that's it's like that's how it became a big song. Really? Yeah, I had no idea. I heard that song in um in Target just a few days ago. It's a you know a catchy song. Yeah, I, my my children call it the letter T because they do a version on Sesame Street, which is just like the video, but it's a letter T going. I'm the letter T, just as catchy. Really? And, and I'm sorry, I ruined your day. <laughs> <laughs> that happens anything that helps their kids learn their alphabet huh hey man are there verses about the letter oh t? my god it's a whole thing and i'm and i'm pretty sure it's them singing it really i'm pretty uh, positive if you google it on the line you can find it um me and uh me and another guy in the band tom wrote a song called the letter b oh. one time um <clears throat> you know that's I, probably a pretty similar idea um you know we didn't really think it out that much but you should probably look for it it's some of our best work. <laughs> <laughs> you should play that for your kids. Yeah, man. Do they know the alphabet at this point? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, they're mean, already, if they're already at T, they don't need to mess around. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. They know the alphabet. I have no idea with kids. I'm like, I'm like they're one. I'm like, can they talk? Can they yeah. run? Like, yeah. I have no idea. I bought a book for a kid. For my, I bought Jessica Hopper's book for my friend, and they were like, cool. They're like, my kid's like three months old. <laughs> I was like, can it read this? And they're like, well, we'll save it. Put it on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> you get that d- developmental thing. Like, like mine love the Lego movie, which is an awesome film. And, and so I got them Legos from the Lego movie. Not reading the box. It was like, you know, their age requirement is seven to 12. And my kids just turned four. What, so, so it's just did- like now there's just tiny Legos everywhere that there are statistics and articles about why it hurts so much when you step on one of the damn things mm-hmm. and it's just awful just That's a million little death traps all over <laughs> your dude it's it's just bad parenting <laughs> just bad parenting uh i i hate this question but i love talking about band names so that was a dumb thing to say well hate and love they're the same thing you care about it i love your band name cool i love surfer blood I think it's great. It seems to be very polarizing. People either love it or, or hate it. I but. think it's great because mm-hmm. it's it's one of those where you go, okay, I get that. That's cool. That that doesn't bother me because most band names annoy the living shit out of me because mm-hmm. I, I don't... I remember I was interviewing lovely guys also from Florida, a very nice red jumpsuit apparatus. Remember those guys? I do remember Ooh. that. And were you, probably, were you there? Maybe you weren't there. Might have been in the studio. And I went, yeah, your name is terrible. <laughs> like, That's it's not really, what you want to really, really bad. Uh. Like, what were you thinking? Your song is good. It's catchy. People mm-hmm. are digging it. But the name is like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna see that at the marquee at Madison Square Garden. Surfer Blood, you can see that. I can see that. You can see Madison Square Garden, Surfer Blood. Like that makes sense. Yeah, someday. By the way, we'll no, you don't want to play there. They take fifty one percent of merch. You want to make a goddamn really? thing? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. See? That's why. why Billy Joel does like a residency. He's like, how am I gonna recoup? Fuck. You don't. You don't get anything when you play there. This is all the inside baseball stuff that I yeah, want to hear about. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. It is cool, but like the name is I well well played. Now, was there? Did you go through some other ideas before settling on that? You know, we had a we had some names that were really tame. We had the there was a name, I think TV Club brought up, and that was just like ugh, that's like the most vanilla name, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there was a normal American sex, which is just like an extremely like ugh, mm-hmm. ugh type of name. Sometimes it's good album title, not a good band name. Yeah, I mean, so we were like we were kind of lost, you know. <laughs> 
titles are something that I'm not great with. Um, our first record has the songs Fast Jabroni and Slow Jabroni, so we're obviously... A song called Harmonics, where the, the hook is us playing this harmonica. So you're harmonica. a wrestling fan? Sorry? So you're a wrestling fan? No, not not necessarily, but it kinda like, it's kind of like the same idea as the name. Like, sort of, what I've always wanted for Surfer Blood is for a bunch of 16-year-olds to be sitting in their bedrooms in front of their computers, like, learning the guitar tabs, like, like rewinding the song back 10 seconds and, like, learning this part. So, you know, there's there's sort of like an adolescent aspect to Surfer Blood, which now that I'm 28 years old, you know, <laughs> still, we're still going with it. But <laughs> I gotta say, good move not naming yeah. yourself after a government agency, too. Oh. That is always smart. Many, the NAS, not the... <laughs> yes. yeah. How many cease and desist did you get? We only got one cease and desist. Okay. But... But it was from them. Yeah. I see, that's... You only, how many more do you need from the United Nations to get a cease and desist? You need one from every country before you have to actually <laughs> yeah, yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're collecting them all. God, fuck you, Sudan. Jesus. <laughs> Give us a break. I mean, how did you sort of develop... Because, yeah, the, to me, the guitar parts are really interesting because it is like... Sounds like sort of like... A lot of like kind of surf influences and like it's how did you sort of develop kind of your style like were there certain players that you just learned their songs or did you take lessons or i took i took some lessons in high school um you know i wanted to learn you know the basics but mostly it was just kind of listening to a lot of pavement a lot of dinosaur junior and just wanting to to play guitar like that you know since i was you know 15 years old so i just taught myself to play kind of like Malkinus and you know jay mascus and doug marsh mm-hmm. and you know are they doing a new record i have it you have it's a new built to spill yeah it's okay. awesome um yeah jay mascus doug marsh two of my favorite guitar players yeah, mm-hmm. amazing also up there did you ever listen to silkworm no you should I, check them out yeah um they were on touch and go but their guitar player andy cohen is very similar like that kind of weird noodly crazy kind of classic rock but yeah. also kind of just dissonant yeah, I love that. That's that's my thing. It's just like almost like it's a Neil Young part, but then it just takes a left turn and gets really noodly. Totally. Yeah. They're doing uh, Rubber Tracks is doing a show in Boston soon at the end of the month with the Replacements and Dinosaur Junior. Oh, awesome! Together. So is Brad just like walking around with an erection? Yeah. Or is he? Yeah. Did okay. you see it earlier? I could, I mean, I was wondering <laughs> what it was. I assumed it was Westerberg yeah. based, but yeah. All right, that makes sense. Um, yeah, those guys. I feel like it's really. Those are really, especially like. Jay Maskin and Doug Marsh, like that stuff is, I can never, I like listening to it, but I can never play that way. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work to dissect. I mean, yeah, I mean, some of the, what's great about bands like that and like a lot of those bands from that era is just how effortless it all comes across too, you know? Like if you asked one of those guys to play in the style of someone else, it would probably not be great, right. at it, you know? That's true. Was Dinosaur, I mean, I mean, you're, you're, I'm going to say younger. Uh, was Dennis Jr. doing a lot like when you when you got into them or you just how'd you find them you know I had this one kid I was in a band in high school and we were called uh, the Nina Pinta um, which I thought was I still think I'll never I'll never top that band name good name that was my yeah. Stephen please say the name of your band oh god yeah the Ice Cream Socialist there you go yeah uh, <laughs> yes Ice Cream Socialist makes me laugh yes good dudes <laughs> sorry, sorry go ahead <laughs> Oh, we were a lot of saying. What was I talking about? Uh, Dinosaur Junior. How you learned about them? Nina Pinta. You were in a band with this right. dude. No, I was in this band with this guy. His name was, was Justin. He was um, a, you know, he was a, a nice kid. Um, he was, you know, he knew he would write these guitar parts, but he couldn't play them. Like he couldn't execute them. He was a drummer, and he was a drummer for the band. But he would kind of like we would kind of like write parts together, but he would like play them at like half times and kind of show me what he was going for. Um, and he was, you know, he was kind of like the, you know, the music snob of my high school, which was pretty arty to begin with. Um, and he was just obsessed with like Sebado, you know, um, he got me into, you know, that band, the microphones. From, yeah. They're K records. A K records band. Yeah, from, yeah. Oh, wow. In high school. That was like, you know, my, like my like favorite band. Um, and yeah, I just kind of like started down this rabbit hole, you know, at the beginning of high school. And by the end I was playing these noodly ass parts <laughs> you know it's a good um, rabbit hole to go around like dinosaur jr is one of those bands where everyone goes yeah they're awesome like there's it's like a universal consensus yeah and it's not like you know i feel like south florida is so geographically isolated that's you know i didn't take for granted that i was going to get to go to like you know who was around at that time like a death cab or like a brand new show and like completely change the direction no one goes there to play shows so you know 
the whole, I feel like all of music is sort of your oyster. You can get into it and it's just as likely that you'll get to see them as you'll get to see anyone else because no one ever plays there, you know? It, it's neat to neat, the best <laughs> adjective ever. It's What's pretty it? neat, Steven. It's pretty peachy, uh, <laughs> keen, but not so much laconic. Um, like growing up with access to all music in the entire planet at your mm-hmm. fingertips, you know what I mean? That uh, back in my day, you know, we all did. You go to Tower Records and you would just, you know, scroll through things you can't afford and go put headphones on. You know what I mean? Exactly. Or, yeah. or word of mouth or in D.C., the 930 Club, when it was on, the address was 930 F Street. Right. They had this thing called Three Bands for Three Bucks that I was never cool enough to go to, but like all my friends did. And then I would hear about all the cool bands like that would, you know, wrote to like even like down to Soundgarden or Nirvana all these kind of things would mm-hmm. cruise through and now it's if uh, I was reading a book and it was like uh, Didi Ramon plays the Uncle Floyd show and I'm like I wonder if I can find it. yep there it is on my phone right there I found it <laughs> like you can look up all this crazy stuff and you have access to everything it's awesome you know to like go down yeah. the rabbit hole like you say yeah definitely well for me it was more like admiring all this from a distance I had you know the minor the minor thread at 930 club VHS tape um, which ironically I used to hide weed in when I was in high school, but um, only one album was straight edge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, is that true? Pretty yeah, mostly Ian. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah wow. sort of his thing. I got the impression. I don't know. Yeah, Wow never was. He was like, yeah, whatever. Do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you eat garbage, so like I, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's a good thing to hide weed in. Yeah, that is a good. It was idea. great. Yeah, those old VHS things that snap shut. No one would ever think to look there. <laughs> that's awesome. I have. A, I remember going to that that old 930 and the the pillar that's right in the middle of the stage. That's where this mm-hmm. guy would sit, and they would videotape everything. And if you would uh, stage dive at that, and you would grab onto it, whoever whoever was holding the camera, would then stomp on your feet or your hands as hard as they could. And that wasn't cool. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that. And then I fell. Man, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you stage dive at a Ned's Atomic Dustbin show because you're a joke. But that was me. <laughs> you stage dive at a Ned's Atomic Dustbin. Show? Yeah, man, it's wow. what you do. And they were so bad that we actually went up to the band afterwards and went, you guys were terrible. Like, we drove two hours to see you and you sucked. And then the bass player, one of the two bass players, went, well, we drove five from Boston. And we're like, yeah, you're an asshole. And we just walked away. Yeah, you know, it's weird. When you're younger, I felt like I would do shit like that, too. And now yeah. it's like I would never say that to someone. It's so rude. My buddy went Yeah, it's like, the- I had to tell you this. Yeah. I had to let you know. Just- yeah. My yeah. friend went up to the bass player of live while they were playing and went, you need to turn down because you sound louder than the guitar player. Like during the set. Like- that's that's my favorite is when you're playing a show and someone's kind of giving you the, the motion like, turn up the vocals, turn up the vocals. I'm like, yeah, man, like I really don't have any control over that. Right, right, right. I'll, I'll get closer to the microphone. Yeah. Are you happy? <laughs> yeah. Like it sounds good to me on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you an in-ear guy? You play- I was for a little bit. Um and they, you know, I probably sang a lot better. I probably sounded, you know, awesome. But there's something about everything being really loud and chaotic that makes it more fun. And sure, you make more mistakes, but, you know. I think Jay Mascus would piss on them. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. You know, I think he'd be like, I don't know. I think they become a crutch. And plus, like, when you have, you know, I have pretty short hair. You have to have, I feel like you have to have, like, long, like, <laughs> you have to be a real rocker to wear them to even get away with them, ironically, you know? You have to be. You should wear them, but just not have them plugged into anything. Well, I kind of like this is fashion. Kind of like the Tom York approach, where he doesn't even try and hide it. He just puts them in his ears and kind of has them like this. Like he looks like an actual alien. Yeah. Um, he doesn't need the in ears for that. No. <laughs> and I think he'd he'd agree. Yeah. You ever uh, you ever go wireless? <coughs> yes, I prefer to go wireless. Really? Oh, there were no wires on the entire stage. Um, Ooh, what's up, Metallica? Yeah, that, I mean, that is not very maskasy. Well, I like to I like to go all around. You yeah. know, I'm not I'm not married to my guitar anymore. You know, yeah. I don't hide behind it. It's not a, you know, I like to take it off. I like to go around the room. I like to see what people are doing. The people in the back who are you know probably making fun of the show. I like to <laughs> let them know I'm watching them. Um, We're not making fun. We're by the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, we've we've been trying to play a lot of all ages shows, and it's I've noticed it's always the the under twenty ones up at front, like staring at you, like you know, just like grinning. And then there's the over 21s by the bar, like just pretty much pressed up against it. Like it's a giant magnet. They were 21 but, at, at one point and you don't want them up front. Yeah. <laughs> you really don't. Cause they're just like, they're just going to shake their heads and go, come on. Even if they like it. <laughs> yeah. 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 
That's the that's best, too. I love when you play a show and no, no one's into it. And then afterwards, people are like, that was so great. And you're like, what, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Does that happen to you guys ever? Yeah, you can never tell. Yeah, you can you, never tell. Sometimes you get the crowd where this guy was stage diving, and he's like, yeah, I really like that one song of yours. Oh, I can't remember the name. Oh, well, I'm like, oh, well, we could have been any band, and you would have <laughs> done this. But there's something special about the the reserved people who come forward at the end and reveal, like, I'm a true fan, you know? <laughs> Do you do that? Do you hang out after the show, talk to people? Oh, yeah. I love it. I still, I still, you know, I get, I get a kick out of it, really. And it's not like we're playing, like, you know, giant venues where you can't, like, get to know people. I like to sit behind the merch and, you know, That's cool. sling the merch and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know. You a festival guy? Do you guys like doing that? Uh, it depends. I feel like when you play a festival... Because most of them suck? Is that why you say No. <laughs> I mean, some are better than others, obviously. <laughs> most of them are shit, though, right? Most <laughs> Do you never want to be booked on any festivals again? <laughs> Feel free to I'm agree with Please don't book us on festivals. No, <laughs> I talked shit about it. Bonnaroo in front of somebody from Red Light, and I had no idea. And it was like the dumbest thing I've ever done. But then I was like, oh, fuck it. I got to go for it. Your festival's terrible. It's on a cow shit pile. And uh, the fans what, are the worst. What shirt did you wear? When, <laughs> didn't you wear some shirt talking shit about it when you had to cover it for Fuse? No, I wore, I wore a shirt that Bonner said... fucking sucks. No, I wore a shirt that said widespread panic at the disco that I made. I think we gave the Jack Antonoff. I think we gave that to him or somebody in Steel Train. And then the other one it said was something like... I thought it was something meaner. Oh, that, yeah. That, no, that one I didn't wear. It, okay. It was, I, said, uh, I said like four or five is greater than... It was a math equation. It said four or five is greater than eight, seven, which was the death of Kurt Cobain is better than the death of Jerry Garcia. Oh, wow. And nobody got it except for one guy who took a swing at me, which is not very Yeah, pacifist. I think, think Bonnaroo might be the wrong outlet for you to <laughs> yeah. be presenting. I didn't go there on purpose. I had to work there. But I did see... But the one time show that I, one time I went, uh, the second time I went, Metallica played. And that was the funniest thing ever because they come out opening with creepy, creeping death and are screaming, die, die, die to this crowd of hippies, which was kind of funny. Good yeah. set, though. Well, that would be, I would, I would actually pay to see that. It was yeah. good. I would love to. It yeah. was nice. But like, but it depends on the, obviously, it depends on the festival and yeah. how you're going to be treated. Some are, like Lollapalooza is such an amazing festival. Yeah. It's so organized and well done. Well, I mean, you know, I feel like festivals, you get thrown up there. You're, every band sounds the same. That's kind of the annoying part. Like, you know. Yeah. I feel like unless you're like one of the last acts who like comes there with your semi and like your stage show, then every band's going to sound and look kind of the same. And, you know, that's it's it's definitely more fun to like have time to like prepare and like get your get your sound right. And also with festivals, there's kind of like this excitement, though, of like a lot of these people don't know who we are. We're going to impress them. We're going to go out there with our instruments and we're just going to blow them away. And they're all going to be fans. We're all going to go straight to the record store and buy our record, you know. It's never happened, but <laughs> one of these days, I think it's going to happen. Is it important for you guys to sort of play all ages shows if it's possible? I know, obviously, it's not possible everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I like to do to do stuff like that. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm 28 years old now, um, but I've been listening to music since I was a baby. Um, and, you know, for example, that, that Tame Impala record that came out a few years ago, I uh, I loved it. I listened to it, you know. A dozen times all the way through and you know it was great but it wasn't you know it wasn't what jay mascus was to me in right. high school you know and there's something about being that band of those kids that just feels so awesome you know because they don't you know they don't see all the you know kids kids see you at your best they see you as like some person that they want to emulate and stuff and you know it feels what can i say it's you know it makes everything about making music fun when you see stuff like that. So well, it's also cool when your when your fans are that young and they've taken time to cultivate. You know what I mean? That's the best cultivating part because your ears haven't been on the planet that long. Yeah. So you don't know what crap is yet. You know what I mean? And yeah. you also can't compare, which I think is very important because the older you get, you're like, oh, that sounds like blah right, blah blah. Right, blah. Right. It's blah blah blah, and it annoys me because I want to hear. I want to be able to go. Oh, I didn't. Oh, that's new. Yeah. You know? And not, oh, I've heard this before. You know what I mean? Like, right. we, we talk about and love beach slang to death. And by their own admission, like, oh, yeah, we love Goo Goo Dolls and the replacements. You know what I mean? And, it's, and it comes across brilliantly in their music. And they do it so well. And the songs are catchy as hell. But it's like your brain compares that way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that, you know, critics should be replaced by, like, high schoolers, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, this kind of sound like you said, like the Goo Goo Dolls yeah, man. or something, you know? Although Brad, is, if he was here, he was like, no, no, their second record, amazing. He will stand by that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Well, yeah, I know. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I interviewed them years ago. 
Yeah. Years ago. Uh, and they gave me a Jawbreaker shirt. Kind of odd. Kind of odd. Interesting. That. Yeah. Um, I felt that way when I first heard Surfer Blood. Like, you guys had something different going on to me. It felt it didn't feel like an amalgamation of influences. It felt like you kind of had your own sound when you started out, which is oh, I appreciate testament that. to you guys. Thank you. You know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, the evolution as you go further. Yeah, because well, in two years your life is over. You know that you're thirty. <laughs> That's it. Feels that way sometimes when trying to trying to see the best in it. Because then when you're thirty, then those kids in the high school are going to be like thirty. What are you, my dad? Yeah, that's ancient. Oh man. I mean, my in Emma, the nicest way. Look at Steve Malcolmus. You meet him, like he's gonna be like. What? I wish Steve Malcolmus were my dad sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys ever heard of um uh, Johnny Tsunami, the television show on the Disney Channel? Yes. My girlfriend's like four or five years, like four and a half years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time she brought that up, and I was like, "Who, you know, who the hell is Johnny Tsunami?" She's like, "You are so old. You're ancient. You're an old man. You're a, a geezer." So, You're like not up on current cartoons. Like, yeah, I know, what is wrong I know, with like, you? SpongeBob's Metacritic score. I heard it on you know NPR the other day. I heard it did very well, but you know, mm-hmm. I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> SpongeBob and NPR in the same sentence. Yep, I think, a- I think we've reached the apex of culture. I think we did it. <laughs> did we hit that? Judges, we're done. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> was it on Diane Rehm? Please tell me it was. Oh, damn no, it. no, it was. It, it was. It was KCRW in LA. So they they love to talk about movies there. Yeah, man. I guess, yeah. So, uh, what's his face? Jason Bentley? Does he still do the Morning Becomes Eclectic? Yeah, he does all the music stuff. Used to be hardcore, and then, you know, it was a big issue when hardcore left, and then Jason Bentley. And... Yeah, well, Jason <laughs> Bentley has a, an amazing voice. That guy, if you've ever... Oh, he's, it's the deep... I, he, used to have, he used to do the nightly techno show there when I lived out there, and I would listen to that. Huh. And it was because he was DJ Jason Bentley, and he had the... Uh, he has that, that deep, mellifluous honey dripped sound i wish he would just come sit next to my bed at night you know i have trouble sleeping sometimes and if go he could to, just to read sleep. to me or something yeah. just, you know just good night moon <laughs> <laughs> yeah good night spoon yeah man <laughs> totally but you don't you don't realize like i know like what a benefit certain public radio is like kcrw is such a benefit to people who listen to it you know yeah I mean, I, I won't lie, I listen to it all the time, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I've donated money to them before. Yep. It's, I just want stuff like that to exist, you know. Mm-hmm. We've, you know, we've done sessions for them before, and everyone there is, like, so nice and, like, open to anything. And, Didn't you do an AV club? Yeah, we did um, um, a cover of Gigantic, actually, by the Pixies. Oh, yeah. Um, went, you know, okay for, for no <laughs> rehearsal. Um, but, you know, it's, that's, a, that's a cool thing they have going on, the, that undercover segment. That, you know? that, they're like my go-to website for everything. I don't think uh, I even look at anything else. I, lo- I love to watch bands butcher my, the songs I listened to growing up. It's, yeah. it's the best. The undercover. Oh, God, it's so good. Mountain Goats did Boxcar. Oh, yeah? Yeah, which was hilarious. He, like, entered. He, like, he wouldn't start in the studio. He had to walk in from outside and then start the song. <laughs> was Worcester playing drums? Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Wow. Really great. Um, what else do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, ter- uh, like, so, new record done, finished, coming out? What's the story? Coming out uh, next month. Okay. Um, you know. Who gots it? Internet? Uh, we, we have... <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're on, we're on, we have... phrase that question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's on the YouTube. Yeah, uh, man. Um, I don't know anymore. People are like, here's an actual physical copy of my record, and I stare at it as if it's, you know, an uh, archaic tome from another time. I'm like, <laughs> is this what Nicolas Cage so, was on. hunting for on National Treasure? <laughs> this copy of Road to Ruin, and behind it, we are going to find the secret to George Washington's teeth. <laughs> this should be in a museum. <laughs> yeah, my God. No, we have a, we have a record label. Um, they, they, they make physical records, too. What? Yeah. They, they, I think they like to do it, too. Um, you know, uh, the record's called A Thousand Palms. You know, let me plug it for a second. It's called A Thousand Palms. It's out on Joyful Noise in May, um, May 12th. Uh, like I we said... We will release this May 11th. Yeah. <laughs> palms is in trees or palms in hands or palms is in fronds or... Palms, is palms is in the, the trees. Yeah. Mm. You know. You can't get away from it, man. Nope. They're I, really just grass. They're not trees. Is that true? That's really? true. It's just giant... See? Huh. No, I just know stupid shit <laughs> that I can't forget. I couldn't tell you when my anniversary is. God damn it, palm tree is grass. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what the mind remembers. <sighs> my mind palace is more of a mind outhouse. So. <laughs> Thousand palms, where the hell did that come from? Uh, well, you know, I got, you know, when I moved out to LA, you know, growing up in Florida, there's no, you know, real outdoorsy stuff to do. 
Um, except for shooting pythons. Yeah, you can. Except for yeah, except for shooting invasive species in the Everglades, which is you know, you know, sounds like it. I don't know. I'm not into hunting or anything, but it sounds like it might be kind of fun. No, it's seriously. Like, oh. It's like now that I love that the, the term "cull" is now being used. Like in my neighborhood, they're going to have a coyote cull. Where like if anyone uh-huh. can go out and just start slaughtering these dogs from coming in and killing our smaller dogs that live in our house. We'd be most appreciative. And Florida's the same way. It's yeah, like someone I mean, threw a snake out in the Everglades, and now it's like, it's killing the well, gators. Let's just face it. Any any kind of animal can like can thrive there, you know? It's, yeah. it's hot and very wet, and, you know, it's perfect if you're a species who's not supposed to be there. But, you know, so basically I grew up trying not to go outside. Um, <laughs> and then I moved to, moved to California, and then, you know, going outside there is really awesome, mm-hmm. you know? So I got really into really into hiking, you know, like out out you know east in like you know joshua tree and stuff and i got really into all the the towns like you know there's they're so quaint sounding you know 49 palms you know 29 mm-hmm. palms 101 palms you know um and that's kind of you know how i came up with the record because you know we were you know for our last record we were on a giant record label we were on warner brothers and we were having you know a million people waiting on every decision and i kind of liked the the image of these palms sort of coming up you know, they, they only grow where these tectonic plates meet and there's like fresh water coming up from the ground. So there are these little oases. I'm like, that's really resourceful of these trees to like sort of take advantage of their environment like that. And, you know, my sister did the album artwork and it was very floral. So the name just kind of, you know, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's it. That's cool. That must have been an easy deal to negotiate. What do you mean? Getting the album art done. Can you draw this? Sure. Yeah, my sister, my sister lives here actually. She's, she went to FIT and she is a textile designer, actually. Oh wow! So she makes all the the fabrics from uh, some of the some department stores. Wow! Yeah, that's crazy. I had a friend here who worked for a textile company who would like go to like IKEA or whatever with patterns, mm-hmm. and I guess they would pick whatever. I guess they buy them, but she actually designs the actual patterns. Don't yeah, you she... need more paisley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, I've I've reconfigured paisley. Like now, I'm doing it with like this sort of frame, and they're this far apart, and. And this is what she thinks about all day long. but uh, And that's her life, and that's very popular to her, and we just dismiss the shit out of it. <laughs> it's, I, no, it's I, a, I don't think we did. I think maybe you did. Yeah, maybe. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm just saying in general. Yes. Like, you know, I love that kind of thing where you find something. It's like when you find like, like, like a little niche online of a culture, people are really stoked about one small thing. It's like the whole long tail theory. People are so into it. And you're like, I had no idea people were like fascinated by it. Oh, yeah. People, there's no limit to how zoomed in on something you can yes. get, you know? Life is all about sort of trying to balance zooming in and zooming mm-hmm. out on various things. But that's what, that's her whole thing. Makes her great for, you know, album artwork. You yeah. Yeah. These like really intricate designs with like little tessellations in them and stuff. How about like your merchant stuff? Does she help with that? Uh, you know, I want her to. <laughs> she 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 doesn't have a lot of time, but I would love it if she would design a T-shirt for we us. We had or we had uh, Steak Mountain on, uh, who does you know a lot, lot of art and things. The Steak uh, Mountain guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. Has, he's amazing. Against me, art, Chris. Norris. You know, yeah. He designed the alternate cover of our last album that Warner Brothers just literally laughed out of the room. <laughs> But I loved it. It was some bizarre shit. What? What did it? Can you describe it Please. at all? All right. So basically, we were our, our theme for the thing was like we were gonna have like this child on the cover like flexing his muscles. But he did it where he turned like the arm into like this like tree almost, and like the arm was like elongated. And it looked like 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 a more fucked up version of Dolly or something. Okay. But like, I guess it was just too weird for the people at Warner Brothers to understand. Go figure. Um, <laughs> you know. So we ended up going with something else. But that guy, you know, he's a really talented dude he's yeah. so talented he's had this he has he says when i work on a record i want to do the whole cycle i want to do all the singles all the merch like everything must be me and i think that's such a, a really cool idea of having mm-hmm. one artist create the through line of you know right down to the shirts you're selling yeah no it's 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 nice when you see something really cohesive you know mm-hmm. especially when it's the concept to begin with is good <laughs> and then like everything around it is yes. good. yeah did you see the watch he sent me did you get I probably hate you watch? God damn it. <laughs> he said this watch and it just says I probably hate you on it. <laughs> and it's black and the arms are black. So it's almost impossible to tell what time it is. You have to like get it at the right <laughs> angle and glare. I was like, you know, it's really hard to read. He's like, yeah, I did that on purpose. <laughs> like, <laughs> black on black on black. Yes. Nice. <laughs> the least functional watch. <laughs> yeah. He also, I guess they're also in all white too. But he yes, said he yes. thought that was too like locust, like 90s. <laughs> I don't know. Which Interesting. Kind of true. I yeah. even wear a watch. It's the only watch I want to wear now. I love it. 
but he said I would probably hit you backwards so that you can just tip it to people. Yeah, well, it. it's kind of like it makes you very unapproachable. Yeah. Which I kind of <laughs> like, but it's also, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it probably hit you too. Huh? <laughs> exactly. But then if you meet, you know, a woman who has the same watch, you'd be like, sparks fly. Yeah. I don't think the odds of that happening are very high. <laughs> no, Waynesburg, probably, probably pretty solid. Uh, so what's next with the record? Like, do you have a shows ready? Do you like want to start touring? Do you like touring a I mean, lot? Obviously, this is your biggest promotional appearance. <laughs> um, no, we have we have shows. We we, we like to keep busy. Uh, we pretty much are we're coming up here in May. We're going to be in New York in May. We're touring on the way here, and then afterwards, <laughs> and then I'm uh, and then in June we're doing the West Coast, and stuff is coming up all the time for the rest of the year. So. It's good to be busy, you know? What does it feel like? Because obviously it's been like maybe a little while. I mean, is it is it nice to kind of start the cycle again? Or is it sort of like, ugh, like this is like the next like year and a half of my life now. It's just... Uh, you know, we're, we we used to tour a lot more. We, um, uh, we realized that we, you know, when you're 22 years old, you think you're invincible. And we found out quickly we weren't. We were going on tour for 70, 80 days at a time. Dude. So now we definitely try not to do that we try and say three weeks on you know week and a half off go home you know watch netflix right you know see your friends really smart yeah um you know you learn you live and you learn right uh so yeah we 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 still tour we do it but we don't we don't go we're not as relentless as we used to be we used to be like no like let's root through um uh, you know let's root through like fargo to missoula like on the way to like seattle and now we're just like no we'll just let's just get it just play the shows you know so we we're we're making it so I think we're we want to do this, you know, we don't want this to be the last record we make. We want to make another one after mm-hmm. this and keep going and you know, um, and the the way to do that is just make sure it stays fun. I think so. Trying to trying to ensure that you know. Now, if you if you when you produced this record, was that you? Do you produce it or do you have yes. someone else come in? Yes, I can I can safely say I produced this record. That's awesome. Yeah. Are there other records, other artists you have done or would like to do? Is that something you want to... Uh, it's something I've always kind of wanted to get into. Um, you know, I you know, I guess I live in the right place to do that now. Um, I just, you know, I'm kind of... I don't want to ruin somebody else's work. And I know that, like, I'm very good at... And there's a lot of people in bands like this who are great at making their own records. But when it comes to making other people's records, you know, it kind of sounds like whatever their other band is, you know? And... I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I should try and see. Maybe I should do a, a test run because I'm worried I might be one of those people who just makes everything sound like a Surfer Blood record. <laughs> but we'll see. Maybe you got to get a good steel guitar band in there. That's the way good, to really good do it. Country, you know, something you're just like all ukuleles. I'm sold. Like bring it in, and then you'll know something completely different. Exactly. That would be the way to do it. Yeah. yeah. All xylophone. <laughs> which which should actually happen. All xylophone. You think? No. I don't know. <laughs> I think Leslie's on board. I don't know. I am. You should convince me to go to a xylophone. sounds like. Like, what was the best day of music class? Xylophone day. Because everyone gets to play. And no matter what you hit, you sound it like you're good. playing music. Yeah. I'm like the recorder, which is a brutal instrument to learn. I don't know if you had to learn it in school. Yes. But it's very hard. You have to. It's your fingers true. have to cover all the holes. It, it seemed more like you just have to memorize shit, too. Like, it, mm-hmm. I felt like it wasn't so much music. I mean, I guess it's musical, but yeah, it was just like patterns, and I was so bad at that. I think that's why I actually decided to play music, is because I was told by my elementary school recorder teacher to just pretend to play when we played in front of all the parents and stuff at the end of the year. <laughs> she said, you have no, you know, not everyone can be Kenny G, and you're not. <laughs> so... Please she, tell she me tried, they said that verbatim. Yeah, uh, I mean, not not that you're not, but she put it as nicely as she could. But I was I was insulted. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was also eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> so did you pretend to play? Or did you just like, were you like fuck this? I'm gonna like fuck I'm this lady. Play my real instrument. You should real. go back to that school and punch her in the tip. <laughs> I can learn an American instrument. I can learn the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something that you can plug in and not wrap your lips around, which apparently <laughs> you do a lot of, lady. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Dude, I you're, was a teacher. <laughs> you don't say that to a kid, you dick sucking whore. Yeah. That's rude. That's rude. That is pretty. That is pretty dreams. rude. 
Yeah, well, although I did tell a kid he probably wasn't going to be a basketball star because he was really short. But I was just trying to be like, <laughs> no, you can play all you want, but like the chances but of you like, like going ahead. NBA yeah. or not. Well, that's like a physical. I yeah. mean, that's yeah. I went to a basketball game last night. It was my first basketball game I've been to in like fifteen years. Really? Yeah, and it's like so different. Like, like the scoreboard was so crazy. Like everything was like, dude, I would. This is like, just talk Greek right now. I have no <laughs> idea what you're saying. You don't know what a scoreboard is. I do, but I don't understand. Like, oh, God. It was less boring than I thought it would be. Yeah, it was hmm. all the yelling and the food and the beer. Yeah. They had Calexico there. Um, so I got, like, fish tacos. Oh, right. It's pretty nice. Cool. Very nice. Yeah. Sports guy at all? Not at all. Uh, baseball. Baseball. Oh, okay. I like there baseball, yeah. Um, I like, like it because it's so long yeah, and it's man. so boring. Because um, you're like... <laughs> Compared to cricket, it's really fast. Yeah, exactly. Cricket yeah. games take four days or something, right? Yeah, and they're angry. There's some cricket player who has whose name's Stephen Smith, and I get at least once a day some like angry cricket fan who hits me up on Twitter like, fuck you and that googly. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. This is so great. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you did you insult a famous cricket player and now you'll... <laughs> no, no. They just happen to have the same name because oh, okay. Stephen Smith is the most common name on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good point it's pretty awful baseball like um i know fuck all about sports and i'm proud of that but like is there a team in florida that uh i was a braves fan growing up okay yeah um isn't that racist now yeah you know it's probably not the the most politically correct thing to say but i like the atlanta braves mm-hmm. um i'm from cleveland man so yeah the indians exactly it's also the 95 world series where the braves won was the braves and the indians in the world oh. series together so that was probably the most racist and all the world series I, I think of all i time. actually went to one of those games oh really was that like back when like david justice was playing and stuff in the golden age yeah unfortunately i couldn't tell you their starting lineup now but i can still probably tell you the 1995 starting lineup for the atlanta braves yeah because i was 10 years old and yeah taking loved a it. horrible turn <laughs> <laughs> sports <laughs> that's why i swear to god that's why the redskins are because i'm from northern virginia that the redskins are still the redskins because the guys who have the indians and the braves are like you better not fucking fold yeah dude, like solidarity guys it's true like, you it's better true. not I bet do you it if, if one of them does it they're all gonna have to yeah there was some mad tv sketch uh the famous mad tv that addressed this years ago where it was a native american tribe made all this money and bought the teams and said and now it's the washington rednecks you know <laughs> And it's, I don't know, it's still, I don't know, it fascinates me. It yeah, fascinates. it's hard to believe that it's 2015 and these are kind of still sticking around. Well, there's Aunt Jemima yeah. fucking syrup, man. I mean, it's, it's pretty goddamn racist, you know? <laughs> like, think about it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's on every aisle, except for Trader Joe's, which won't do it. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, they have, they their, have own. their own. Yeah. Well, it's probably still Aunt Jemima, they just package it different. They're just very <laughs> sneaky about it. <laughs> That's true. They do the thing with the packaging. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, uh, um, uh, we've reached the Trader Joe's portion of the show. <laughs> cool. That, My uh, favorite part. Hey, man. <laughs> Let's go. Where they did like a taste test. We're like, I think these are wheat thins. And you're like, no, of course not. But then it turns out they have a deal and they, you know, really? Yeah. They repackage stuff. I thought they had their own, they made all their own. I think, yeah. I think they, then they have some, they have some combos happening there, some mm-hmm. things going on. I just can't go because you have to wait in line for like an hour here. Here, so yeah, Jesus oh, Christ. It's, it's very, yeah. very popular everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the chips are always stale when I buy them there. Really? My only, my only complaint. Everything else about it is great. I just uh, feel like I'm going to end up working there because I see all these like, you know, middle-aged dudes there wearing <laughs> black t-shirts. And I remember reading about true. it. It's like they start off at like 22 bucks an hour part-time plus you get full benefits. And I'm like, really? Fuck me. Maybe I will come. Jesus Christ. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. And like, but like, one of the shifts is four a.m. to noon. They, they close for two hours a day. And the then one the, by you? Uh, most Trader Joe's and really because it's a lot of restocking and moving things. Oh, and, I see. But then they have fun little rules. Like, um, there's always a toy hidden for kids to find, but it's so damn hard, no child can find it. And it requires them like crawling up into the AC vent and like, I, moving some wires apart. I actually asked one of them. They said, "You got to kind of hunt. You got to move bottles." I'm like, "Move bottles? Like these are children? No, something's going to break." But uh, one thing you can do: they don't do. Uh, they have a little sample station at Trader Joe's. But if you see like a box of crackers, you're like, "I'd like to try them." They'll go, "Okay," and they'll open it up. Really ruining it for the next person, but I think that's awesome. Yeah, I'd like to try this frozen pizza. Have you ever? Have you ever tried that? No, no. I feel kind of like a douche. <laughs> <laughs> most Maybe. of the time but, you know but yeah i love that place yeah. and they're so affordable 
Uh, so you're living in California. You like palm trees. You have a record coming out that's uh, r- related to that. Um, <laughs> and you're just summarizing our conversation. Everything, everything okay, cool, going in. Cool. Um, <clears throat> uh, when you tour, is going to be headlining? Do you want to? If you headline, do you like to pick out your supporting acts? Yeah, you know we're still we're still sorting all that out. Um, we made a real mess for ourselves trying to pick out support like regional support for each area. Oh um, yeah, that's rough. But, but you, you know, be, I saw a show like that where the band said, we're just going to do that. We're going to pick out where we go. And I got turned on some really cool bands in the area I went to. Yeah. You know, I'm uh, picking support is always a fun process. Um, we've been lucky enough to ha- be supported by some cool bands in our time, mm-hmm. um, you know, over the years. Such as? Uh, <laughs> there's a band called Team Spirit from here. I want to shout those guys out while I'm, while I'm here. Um, they, we toured with them. They toured with us for a... Uh, Two months. Also um, a good name. Wow, what a good name tour. Yeah. Yeah. Surfer Blood and Team Spirit. It really, really pops on the flyer, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a good poster. Yeah. And we had a first of three on that tour. A guy named Andy Boy, this guy from Montreal who plays with his brother in a band called Tone Star Bandit, which I think is an awesome name, but <laughs> it's it's a little it's a little more alienating. Um, Tone Star or Tone Star Bandit? Tone Star Bandit. Um, I don't even know how it's spelled it's spelled that's either a name or a show on adult swim <laughs> i think i think they could do either wow i think i always think that's that's very cool when bands like specifically pick out another band they want to bring on tour and yeah do that rather than it be like a label thing where it's like we're gonna throw this all because we're all under the same banner you yeah know? you want to make sure Kinda if move. you're gonna be on the road with people i mean honestly getting along with people on tour is number one that's that's the most important thing is touring with people that you like yeah. I feel like you know what that we discussed is I can't remember who came up with it. it was some corporate guy who went the the three questions for any job, no matter what it is, or uh can you do it? will you love it? Can we tolerate being around you? Yes, and that's it, yeah, number three is more important than you, you give it credit for you know? can, yeah that's true can you hang? can you yeah. hang? I've actually done that in like meetings with people for shows and stuff, and they're like, so anyway, I'm like, look, I'm not a dick, I hang with the crew, it's fine. I go okay, and that's like sold. <laughs> it's like what? Okay, cool. Like I will carry gear. I don't care. It's mm-hmm. fine. Everybody needs to carry gear. Do you carry gear? Yes. Okay, good. All the gear. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Whoa, whoa! Welcome back. Welcome back. That was to me and Brad, and that was John Paul Pitts from Surfer Blood. Check out their new record, A Thousand Palms. It is out now in stores. Thousand Palms. So do you think that's a reference to um, hands or trees? Um, or or is it P-S-A-L-M-S? No, it's P-L-M-S-S. A Thousand Palms? I'm not sure. <laughs> if only, John, are you still here? <laughs> I think he left. He's left the building. <laughs> um... Yeah, so, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, we could use some money, not to sound like beggars, but um, we have a lot of uh, storage fees now because we have 150-something or 60-something <laughs> podcasts all sitting on a server. So um, if you could do us a favor, there's a a button on our site, com. Donate a dollar, one dollar. Um and, you know, instead of tipping some barista for pouring you a coffee that takes two seconds, tip us for getting an hour of entertainment. And, uh, yeah, so we'd really appreciate that. If you can't do that, no big deal. Um, but just, you know, if you could even leave us a positive review on iTunes, that's a big help. Or just tell your friends about it. Or, you know, we're on Twitter. All that stuff. Um, that would be really cool. And um, what else? I feel like this is always a self-promotional part of the podcast when probably 90% of the people have stopped listening. <laughs> it's a good time to promote stuff. Yeah, United Nations touring a lot in June. Um, we got some new sound advices coming out with my sister. Uh, my sister just announced she's going to be doing a comedy tour this summer. Whoa. Um, called the Trainwreck Tour, and it's with like a bunch of people I've never heard of. It's her, Amy Schumer, Judd Apatow, Colin Quinn, <laughs> Mike Berbigula, and Dave Attell. So... It's going, I think it's pretty much all the, ma- kind of a bunch of major cities. I think there's seven dates that just got announced. So check that out. It's probably, it might be good. I don't know. Some of those comedians are sort of experienced. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. got some jokes in them. It's got some jokes in them. We just came out with a sound advice with uh, Leighton Meester from Gossip Girl, which was really fun. And we have a couple more of those coming out soon. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, 
I'm doing a writing assignment for High Times. Ooh. Later this month. Do you have to do any research for that? I don't know, man. You know, I, I really, I'm, I'm committed to my craft. <laughs> but it's with someone, I don't want to spoil it, but it's with someone really awesome who I've been trying to get for, on the podcast for a while that I think is going to happen soon. So yeah, check out com. I just updated that. It's got all my writing stuff, all the music stuff. Everything's there. Um, it also, I just put up some promos from Fuse that I shot with Steven uh-huh. that really? are pretty funny. There's one where... Me and him come out of I come out of a supply closet. It's like security footage. I come out, and then this girl comes out, and then it says Stevens Untitled Rock Show. It gets you laid. And then <laughs> I've heard about this spot. And I haven't. We seen can it watch yet. it after this. And then there's a second one where I come out of the closet, and then Steven comes out of the closet, <laughs> and it says the same thing. And it got pulled from Fuse because they thought it was like inappropriate after it had aired for a while. Oh my God, yep. what it was the 1890s? Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it was actually 1895. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and, uh, yeah, so check us out online, support us. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, we'll be back next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.